Hello, hello, welcome to this, the latest edition of the Ian Prendercast, another Carlton podcast brought to you as always by the good people at MGA Traffic and 121 Media. My name is Sean Peterbudge and I'm joined as is becoming regular custom again by Faber Ganoush, Fabian Guadagnolo. You've climbed off your deathbed and you are here. I am. Buonasera ragazzi. How are we? How are you? We don't talk about health on the podcast. You've accused me of not caring. I'm caring. I'm caring here in public. How are you? Let's go. Let's have it out. <laughs> We're not having it out. I'm, I feel good that we had a, a win against the Bombers, mm-hmm. and that warms the cockles. Do you have to have anything out? Do I have to have anything out of what? Like surgery, surgical procedure. <laughs> when, He's not. Timbo's, Timbo's going to give you a quote. Timbo, that's what we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford Timbo. My private health insurance. Do you bulk bill Timbo? You on the on the uh, the scheme down I'm there? On the the PBS. <laughs> uh, okay, Fab. I asked you. I gave you. Yeah, didn't want to play ball. Uh, Doctor Davis is here. How are you going, Doctor Davis? I'm Maybe you can ask Doctor Davis about how I'm going. He's not good, Sean. <laughs> You've just observed him. You haven't read any charts. Haven't done any tests. But you know, it's the vibe. <laughs> you went to Donvale Medical. One of the great universities, one of the great medical schools yep, yep, yep. in the in the, the in banana the world. slugs, <laughs> and uh, I mean, look, you can you can just tell, you can look at look at somebody and go, mm, not good. The demeanor tells all. The banana, <laughs> the demeanor. <laughs> you know what he is? Strong. Well, is, there, is there anything? What happens, Timbo? If you just like, what if you just prickly? Is that a bad sign? If you just prickly, uh, yeah, you can be edgy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What does that mean? He's got. Kelly says I've got roid rage. <laughs> I don't think she's far off the mark, to be brutally honest. I think Kelly might be onto something there. But Kelly mentioning that I have roid rage <laughs> gets me enraged. <laughs> of course so, it does. Um, you know, you like, you like uh, what was that Sandler movie, Anger Management? Yes. When he keeps getting told he's angry. And he like, keeps getting told to calm down. I'm, I'm calm. Totally calm. <laughs> no, you're not calm. Anyway, Timbo. He asked um, for the headsets. He goes... <laughs> And Jack Nicholson's going, whoa. They still haven't given you your headset. Ask them for your headset. Timbo did tell us uh, earlier, just before pod, I think I've got to share this to you. He told us the most tedious story I've ever heard in my life. I felt like, you know when you're dreaming about something and you're like, this is an extraordinary amount of detail. How did I pick this all up? Where did this come you, from? If you can remember anything that was I don't know. He was naming horses and sires oh, and stuff it. like that. I'm going, they're just in one ear, out the other. They're leaving me as quickly as he's... Saying them. Golden I, I actually don't even understand what the story was about in the end. He won some money. Yep. He could have just literally, the story could have been, I won X number of dollars yep. on Saturday. Won a couple of grand. You know, I, I was going to be a bit more subtle about how much money Timbo was just coming to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't going to be specific. But the story literally could have been, I had a really good day on the punt on Saturday, won a couple of grand. And you, you, you and I would have gone, oh, it's great, fantastic. I would have gone, thanks for the text. but Thanks for the tip-off. Timbo's Nuggets, obviously dormant for the winter. Um, but it's hibernating. Instead, he filled us in with this extraordinary story about, like, the bloodlines of these horses and, like, <laughs> like Timbo, come on, man. Know the audience. Anyway, we're here to talk about uh, Sunday afternoon's victory against the Bombers. And I just want to – no point bearing the lead. I fucking hate this mob so much. I, yeah. The sight of their jumper actually <laughs> creates a physical reaction in me. I hate this mob to my, like – Fucking atoms. It's something I think there's there's a line drawn, I reckon, if you're born eighties and if you say so if you're born eighties or later, I think Essendon is your you, you have that hatred for Essendon. And, and do you want to beat them 
or do you? I just hate or, them. Or do you not want to get beaten by them? Both. I don't know what it is because I, I agree. I was the thought on of losing. Tilt. The thought of I hate it. Losing to them is is actually stomach churning. I am exactly the same. Mm. And you spend all week just going, don't, don't lose to this mob. Yeah. My dad, because my dad's still got this thing about Collingwood. Yeah. And I think the older generation it is Collingwood, but for anyone born after 1980, when have we played Collingwood in anything meaningful in our lifetime? We haven't. So we haven't. There's a lot of residual stuff. Dad likes to think that, you know, I've softened on Collingwood given Kelly and, make, and, and hey, you may have. And Tony, Tony, make no mistake. I hate Collingwood as well. Essendon, oh, though, so. Essendon, like they are as a club, they are shower scum. Yeah, I just despise them so much. I despise everything about them. You know, with some teams, you sort of go like a Hawthorne. And Hawthorne, really good. You go, I hate you, but I respect you. Geelong, mm. I'm sick of the sight of you, but you're a good team. I respect you. Richmond, like I, just, I really hate you, but you're a good team. You're winning. You know, it's hard to hard to not have an inkling, a, a slither of respect what you've been able to achieve. Essendon could win five in a row and I'd be plotting like a, a I'd be planning a bomb down at the hangar. I'd be blowing the joint up or something. Because like like every good male just, <laughs> employee should. I just I just hate them. Go, Special delivery. <laughs> Essendon Football Club, I'll just leave this right in the centre of the building. Make sure the damage is as big as possible. Um, yeah, I just I, so there were moments yesterday where I was sitting there and even when we got four and a bit goals up, you sort of thought to yourself this will either be a really, really good day. This could be the worst day of my life. Yeah. If we if we fritter this away. Correct. And Carlton fans of a certain age will remember um, Stephen Silvani kick out to uh, special fried rice mm. gathered by Scotty Lucas. We're about four goals up in time on yep. it. Frittered that one yeah. away. Yep. Um, you know, we've lived through the kicking nine goals, 22 or whatever it was, and losing by a kick, all that kind of stuff. You know, I just – I really just can't even put into words – the, the, the hatred I feel for Essendon. Yeah. Oh, I think you've encapsulated it all. It was just, it was, it was so much more emotional than a standard game of footy just because it was them. Yeah. And you thought too, and in typical fashion, those pricks in the aftermath. I mean, I think we won, but I'm not sure, Tim. If I hadn't have been at the game... Well, there was two winners, apparently, according to Joey Montagna. If I hadn't been at the game and was relying on second-hand accounts, I would have assumed Essendon won the game. Like yeah. the, the the morally they did the circle according to the, the media. circle jerk that in just every time Essendon do anything half okay is just pathetic and to be honest it's not what they need as a club they need a rollicking yeah because they have been shit for as long as we've been shit they longer. escape longer any kind of criticism everything they do is great like oh the Essendon kids how good was it to see the Essendon kids out there yesterday just, just between me and you Sean. Nick Cox is 200 centimetres. He is. No. I've heard that. I've heard that. Scott Pendle replayed basketball, apparently. But, but this idea that you sit there going, oh, Essendon's youth, how good was Essendon's youth? Our three best players were arguably Harry Mackay, who's 23, Jacob Wiedering, who's 23, and Sam Walsh, who was so far and away. Oh, hold on. I've, I've stuffed that up. The man. Sam Walsh. <laughs> Who was so far and away the most, the, the, the most influential, outstanding player on the ground is 20. So this idea, look, some of those kids for Essendon played well. They lost the game. And this is what's happened, Fab. They've lost, but they've won. Somehow. And if they won... It's Mourinho. It's like you're still going... <laughs> it's, we did not lose. It's, oh. it's, it's, it's sickening how the media have spun the narrative around. Now, what... <laughs> 
it, it's just the Lee Montagna. Every time I look at you now, because you mentioned Lee Montagna before, it's just like there were two winners. No, no not. there was one winner. <laughs> you can there take, was one. You can take positives out of anything. Like, okay, take some positives out of it for Essendon. There's always two sides of stuff. There's not two winners. No, no. no. It's just ridiculous. I just really can't stress it enough that, like, it was such a relief when that siren went because I just thought, A, we as a club have escaped another week of recriminations and forensic analysis and, B, at the the hands of them it would have just been insufferable and then you've got the, you know, the sour taste in the mouth is just the nonsense that we've had to live through recently. Essendon fans, pat yourselves on the back. Oh, you're doing this, you're doing that. Two years ago you recruited heavily because you thought you were in a premiership window. Now you're buying yourself five years for a rebuild. Yeah, good on you. I hope you're down the bottom forever. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Did obviously you guys being at the game? I don't know if you've seen the f- a full replay or paid attention to the replay, but pre-game on Channel Seven there was a big discussion about their kids versus our kids, and Cameron Ling's basically said Essendon have got the under twenty threes at Essendon are better than the under twenty threes at Carlton. He said, "Look, take away Sam Walsh, Jacob Wiedering." And Harry Mackay. You really can't do that for this discussion. They they may all be in the, (laughs) all three may be in the All-Australian team right now. And I thought, that is the dumbest statement I've ever heard anybody say. This is what what the media is. On national TV. This is what the media is. Cameron Ling spent five minutes trying to tell us the ball went the wrong side of the post. It was a reverse angle, Cameron. It it was clear as day. It's like, what are you talking about? Have you had a stroke? And BT was indulging him with his stupidity. If I was sitting in the box, I would have gone, sorry, can we get someone up to check if Cameron's had a stroke? It's a reverse angle. I I looked at Dad and said, I cannot be in the room while they're talking. I, I can't. It was like if I was a producer, I would have dead set uh, muted Lingy's mic. I would have said, "Mate, we're giving you a timeout. Go sit in the corner and see if you can find a brain." While Between you're him, Das, and BT, the Duke. It was just it was an Essendon circle jerk that was just was embarrassing. Pathetic. And this is the thing. So, like, you got all these guys going. I'd rather have Essendon's list. You're going based on seven games from a couple of kids who let's let's fast forward a couple of years and you don't wish this on any young player making their mark. Well, three or four years ago, if somebody had said to you, Timbo, uh, Caleb Marchank's going to miss two full years of footy, mm. you'd go, what for? Yeah. Uh, Charlie Curnow's going to miss two full years of footy. Mm. Why? Mm. You go, you just go, they are enormous pillars in the team which are still young and young enough to have enormous impacts in, in our team moving forward. So why don't we just forecast that Nick Cox is going to have – he's going to miss two and a half years of footy. Yeah. 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 You, you're well, Archie, guaranteed. Archie Perkins is going to Archie yep. Perkins is going to be felled in an innocuous contest and, and miss a year. Yeah, you, you go, you're guaranteed nothing in this world. I mean, Bo Dowler at Hawthorne had a car accident and fractured his pelvis just prior to the draft. No, but my point is that could happen at any time. I mean, Peter Motley was going to be one of the greatest footballers that's ever been put on the planet, and he had it. He was struck by a speeding vehicle. I mean, nothing is guaranteed. So we're both Bo's. Bo Mustin and Bo Dale are both in wheelchairs on draft night? <laughs> like Hawthorne, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah. Well, Bo Mustin had had an ACL reconstruction <laughs> and, and the graft hadn't taken. So when they How reviewed How do you know it, this, Timbo? Well, everybody knows. It's a pretty and Hawthorne have taken the two bows and like both of them were cooked. <laughs> it's like it's the biggest gamble of all time. Yeah. Yeah, Mitch Thorpe. Well, Mitch Thorpe. 
Mitch Thorpe just wasn't good enough. Like mentally, he just wasn't good enough. He had a lot of talent. He had a lot of talent. Anyway. He, kicked, he kicked 745 goals in Tasmania, though, Timbo. Mate, I can kick 800 goals. He was in also Tasmania. taking the pick before Joel Selwood. Yikes. Um, we want to talk about the game. We want to get into that. We'll talk about uh, Bo Dowler, Mustin, and Mitch Thorpe later. Um, <laughs> that off pod. We'll uh, talk about Hawthorne's drafting in there. <laughs> I think what, what, what you know what was pleasing about yesterday for me, in a way, we're going to talk about. The chicken shits, I think, basically are going to be most of the first half and what was happening in the box and maybe what happened on the at the selection or match committee in the lead-up to the game, to be honest. There was a lot of execution issues, but I think off the field, whatever we were doing in the build-up to Sunday afternoon's game just wasn't where it needed to be. But I remember thinking when the game was kind of slipping away from us a little bit and I just thought to myself, don't you dare go out with a whimper. Mm-hmm. Against yep. against this mob of all teams, don't you fucking dare go out without giving a yelp. And I thought, start you know, prison, start a prison riot, start a brawl, shank someone, just shank someone. You've got the shiv, shiv them. <laughs> go to the shower block and just shiv them. You know who did it? Luke Parks. Luke Parks did it. Luke Parks, I gave yeah. Luke Parks a vote because he executed. He he was responsible for a couple of very nice moments in defence, particularly early in the game. Took a couple of really nice marks. His tackle was the turning point in the game. Yep. That was where the game just flipped and we got a reprieve. Essendon were a goal away, I think, from blowing the game apart. He tackles to hurt Luke Parks. That was the thing I said to Sean in the car. The best thing is, like, it all happened very much in slow motion when Tipper's grabbed it, he's gotten round one, he's come back inside and you knew exactly what was coming. And and you kind of thought, Parks can do one or two things here. He can just, because all he's got to do is legally tackle him. He can politely just secure him, or he can drill him. Yep. He made, <laughs> and he, he approached and he him, abs- and he, he mate, he approached him. He was measuring him up for a coffin. He, he was. He. He's he and I love. I love that. I, honestly, yeah. I, I couldn't love it more. He was like the Undertaker. In Back I was going to say, if you, if you had the, dung, like the <laughs> yeah, the Undertaker. The <laughs> he, he was. Yeah, he, he was sitting there going, "I can," and not in a crude, unnecessary way. But I've got the opportunity. I got the opportunity to put a hurting on this guy right. make because this it was count. legal. It was all legal. It was fantastic. Because if he was an idiot about it. Could have given away free kick. Absolutely. Um, I think we get straight into the chicken salads, to be brutally honest, because there's a few of them. We need to go through them. Um, I think, look, we're just going to play the clip because, you know. Sam Walsh is... My sister-in-law. He is legitimately <laughs> taking the piss. Yep. We can't... We don't want to labour on him because we seem to do it every week. But there is no... You mentioned the Judd thing last week. There, the, He's the most impressive, outstanding, whatever you want to call it. Young but player, the game has seen since first hundred games. Yes, <laughs> he's just is he got extraordinary. COVID? Yeah, I think he's got COVID. Stop the Stop. runner. It's been. Have you been in Perth lately? No. Have you travelled um, to India in the last fourteen days? <laughs> he was he was looking out for some outstanding talent for the Beverly Hills Junior Football Club over in India. Um, but I thought to myself, Timbo, you know what Sam Walsh kind of plays the game like? He's probably not necessarily as flashy as such. He's not doing the big. That's the check sides, but. He's every five-year-old kid running around in their backyard. He's the best version of the player you hope you could be. I agree. He is that player at the top level. He's just a breathtaking footballer, and he's made a lot of people look awfully stupid, not just this year, but last year, to the point where one of them in particular has had to fall on his sword and say, and he didn't really offer, I don't think, a compelling enough or contrite enough, got it wrong. 
You might be doing that tonight. <laughs> Maybe, because it's gotten to the point now where no one's taken Connor Rosie ahead of him. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one. Not even Port Adelaide. No one's doing it. No. No. He, he was pick one. There was a reason he was pick one. And um, we always said it was a very deep draft and all that sort of stuff. But he, he stood out then. He stands out now. Yeah. And uh, if there's if, if anybody comes from the pack and goes past Sam Walsh throughout their career – Good luck to them because yep. honestly, we're in for a treat because this kid's a jet and he's never played a bad game of football. Like, he, it's one thing to say, oh, he's played some great footy and he's set a really good high watermark. F- fuck that. He is consistently the fucking be- amazing. When he has a bad quarter, he bounces back immediately. Absolutely. He's doesn't even have bad halves. He's so bad demanding quarters. of himself. Yeah, and he does not stop. He is completely fearless. The Absolutely. F- the footage. And I, don't, I don't mean that from a courage point of view because he's that as well. But he is completely fearless on the field. He basically says, this guy's 20 years old. He's playing in front of 60,000 people at the MCG. However many it was against Richmond at a big game, etc. Yep. And he just goes, doesn't bother me. He didn't execute that right foot check side against Richmond. Yeah, yeah. When the game was on, and I reckon that we it, we would have berated himself over it. But he'd across his first two seasons, he'd used that right right mm. foot check side well. Yep. Well, he went to the well again on um, on Sunday. And it's the dummy. It's the balk too. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. It was also the good play by David Cunningham to give him the footy. But that's yeah, a whole other story. Cunners. Look, he he fab Sam Walsh and what he is producing for us at the moment. Uh, is just remarkable. It's ridiculous. And we are so incredibly fortunate to have him and to have a player of his temperament, not just his talent, but... When that siren rang, everyone, like, they had a shot where a, f- a few blokes have, like, fist-pumped the air and had that, you know, that jubilation, the smile on the face. He just closed his eyes. He was knackered. Yeah, he worked hard. You can't teach what he's got. No, that's right. You have it innately in you. People use like, people always use the, the Jordan or the Brady or whoever... Mm. That mentality, you either innately have it, you can't develop it. Yeah. You can't, it can't rub off on you. You can't, you can be, become more ruthless by association, but he has just got the intangible, that mindset, which is just, it's, it's a winner's mentality. He wants to be the best. And the only, look, the only disappointing, and this just sounds like nitpicking, and I don't mean for it too, um, there was a moment where you sort of thought, Maybe it's because it was an away game and there was not as many Carlton fans as Essendon fans by virtue of that. He didn't really come from the ground, but there was a moment late where he got the ball at like the 26, 27 minute mark. And there was, you know, that moment where, you know, you get a round of applause. Mm. Judd used to get him a fair bit and and the like, Sauce and Sticks and those guys would get him. And I just thought a few people were alive to it. He got the ball and there was a round of applause. And you sort of went, oh, but it just wasn't quite... If it was a big 80,000 crowd, it would have been a really stirring moment. of, And he didn't come off. He didn't... He, he wasn't able to get it when he came from the ground because he didn't come from the ground. Yep. But you sort of thought there were enough people there. It was really heartening. There were enough people there to sort of recognise this has been a hell of a performance. We're in the presence of greatness. I think it's one of those ones. Yep. So we call Sam Walsh the man. I love I get the text from my sister-in-law going, why am I trending? <laughs> She's in Canada at Don't the moment. Don't flatter yourself. It's not you. Sam Walsh is trending in Australia. She's like, what? Um, I've been telling some stories about you on pot. They're not. They're not terribly good. <laughs> not um, good at all. We call Walsh the man, and in we, we we joke a little bit about wrestling and the like. We, we've obviously initially um, Jacob Weedering was Lake Weedering, and we can still do that. That's a bit of fun. Now he's the wall. Liam. 
or waitering. Waitering, sorry. Is your headphones on? Yeah, they're on. <laughs> no, I just he just you, you made a link and I wasn't quite sure where you're tying yeah. it on. No, he's just, he's just he's he was in, good yesterday, he's wasn't impenetrable. he? Impenetrable. His marking yesterday was just a treat. When he really sets him, when he really sets himself for it, and you know that he's just got the timing right, and he just rises on his own. His distribution. He, he ain't too. dropping it. It's like out. It's like at the, what's so good about watching his maturation as a footballer? He's he's got the biggest thighs at Carlton. He's massive, isn't he? Silvani. <laughs> um, but what's great about watching him? It's it's now it's like trying to. It's trying to jostle or get in front of a of a skyscraper. Yep. His his strength in the contest and his strength to hold front position is fantastic. And his kicking yesterday, he opened up the game a few times. He's just his decision making. He's he's always cool. He's always calm. I still like the Lake Weedering part, but yeah, he is he is an impenetrable wall. Yep. Jacob. Um. And when Liam is on song, the two of them, like that Gold Coast game, they, they just. They did not allow anything to pass yeah, yeah. centre wing. It, it's becoming a good defence in general, I reckon. And hopefully becoming better, better in coming weeks. I mean, I, I didn't necessarily have um, – we don't want to di- diverge. We want to, we want to give Weeders the credit he deserves, so we don't want to act like we're moving on from him quickly. But uh, Luke Parks uh, did some really impressive things yesterday. Um, a lot of people, I think, have gone very quick on Parks to sort of anoint him perhaps as a better footballer than he is, given he's played only a couple games. But he keeps it simple. No, no, and that's what I mean. But with like, that hard edge, doesn't oh, he? I think that there needs to be a slight just pumping of the brakes a little bit. Mm. We kind of go, let's not get carried away. He's, he's made a really positive start to his career. I gave him a vote yesterday, Timbo, mm-hmm. because he produced the outstanding moment of the match. Fair the tur- Well, not the outstanding, but the turning point. Yep, he fair call. One of the most pivotal, pivotal one-off moments in the match when he. Basically, yeah, snatched the soul out of Tipper. (laughs) Um, But that was such an important moment, and that's what he's got in his locker. That's what he's all about. Well, and it's funny because I I look at the balance that we've got in that defence, and clearly Liam Liam backs his judgment and is very aggressive at the footy. Ahmed Saad, Adam Saad. um, (laughs) I always want to call him Ahmed. I was always a big Ahmed Saad fan when he played for the Northern Blues. Um, Saad is very aggressive with his run. I was run. a big fan of, you know who I liked for a little while there? Ghazi. Hisham Kabatier. Uh, Hisham, yeah. I went to school with a Kabatier family. I don't know whether it was the same family or not, but Worth mentioning. we digress. Um, no, I think that he, he had a bit of something about him. Yeah, but Sa- Saad, very aggressive with his run and Did you like attack. any Lebanese players growing up, Fab? Milan Hanna. <laughs> yeah. okay. Timbo? Yes. Get that cough. Yeah, right. And stick it. Well, I don't have a, I don't have a dump button, but anyway... Put a mask on. Stop it. I coughed into my elbow. Um, but my point is we there's a lot of aggression, attack and aggression. Even even Weedering, obviously, he'll be he'll be defense first and he'll he'll kill the contest, take the mark, and then he can run and create. Doherty obviously can sweep up and create. I think having a Luke Parks that can be pure defense and really do the the one percenters that we need and set up in a way that complements the attack around him. I, I think I think we're very, very fortunate. And he, he does, like as we sort of said, he's not going to be the most talented bloke down there. He kills contests. But I think I think he's good fit. Mark. I think his fit is really yeah, but good. But if he, he knows I think he knows if he can't mark it, he'll kill kill it. That's right. He's not getting outmarked, is he? No. Like he's very, very a couple of times, you know, when the ball hit the ground, um, you know, the the swarming Essendon forward line, you know, it might have got him out of his comfort zone, but he's still he's playing his third game of senior footy. Yeah. So there is just a lot to like. I and I look at him 
and he's Peter Dane. I just I just see him in a similar sort of role that he he complemented that great nineties defence. I just see a lot of Luke Parks, a lot of Peter Dean in Luke Parks. Did I see a lot of in Luke Parks? Luke Man, Parks. I had a, I see a lot of Luke Parks in Luke Parks. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. No one has reminded me more of Luke Parks than Luke Parks. Um, no, I see a lot of uh, a boy who I took a real shine to early in his career. And Glenn a, Manton. No, oh, okay. I think more recent. And he had a nightmarish moment on the Gold Coast, which basically ended his career after a promising start. Andrew McInnes. Andrew McInnes. Mm, I liked looked, Andrew who, who looked like he had a bit of something about him. I agree. Uh, and then just never really recovered from that, and then we were a bad team. and he didn't come together for him after that. He and Carl Norman are the two that I, I, I thought – I, like, I see a lot I like, of I see a lot of Willow. I thought Carl Norman was going to be a good player. I see a so lot of I. I see a lot of Carl Norman in Willow. Yeah, which is a good thing. I like yeah. I like both of them. Um, Cripper Fab uh, bounced back again. Kept it simple for the most part. Yep. Uh, again and produced for me. I said it on the text. One of my favourite moments in recent memory of the footy was when he streamed through the fifty and kicked the big goal. I said to Tim on the way here. I sort of had my found myself involuntarily. You know, when you're at the footy and you sort of you're kind of talking to yourself a little bit. Yep. He's sort of almost kind of like, I said, yeah, uh, Levi backheels it and Kerno picks it up. And you sort of going, Cripper, Cripper. Well, backheels. Like, so, you know, as if Ed Kerno can hear me. And he's like, oh, yeah, there's Cripper. And then he sort of streams through. I just remember, I remember. How far did Cripper run? 38 metres. And I remember, <laughs> oh, I think it was probably right on the button, but geez, Jesus Christ, what a moment to ruin if they I think, had blown I think, the whistle. I think the umpire saw Adam Saar took a kick in and bounced it after one step. So he's kind of got those two plays and kind of gone. But uh, I, th- I found Humidor. myself leaning forward. I stood up. I remember just yelling, seal it, Cripper. It was Collingwood style. And it was just absolutely magnificent. Um, and what I thought in general, he had a really good game, a really good response. Yeah. It, it, in the last two weeks, he's reverted back to being that bit more, concentrating on being that inside player. Distributor. Like, yeah. Mm. Keeping it simple. I had the same game multi where I needed Cripper to have 25. He had 24. I needed him to kick a goal. And we needed to win by 20 to 39. So fortunately, Cripper ended up on 24, and that's what lost it more for me because I needed Harry to kick the goal after the siren to win the, the same only, game multi. You bring the losses to the pod. Yeah, that's all. It, but this is the gambler's, this is the gambler's life, Fab. Well, Sean brought the win. They love, they love the close calls. They love a close call. It's a good more story. A, they love a close call more than a big win. They're like, oh, I almost had it. I almost won $7,000. But I just needed A, B, C, D, and E in my multi to get up. <laughs> you know, well, they didn't. So don't worry about it. I'll just take my $61 winner and just keep on walking, shall I? Well, how about you share your $61 with the pod? Fans next week. It was. They it won't. Was, they it was won't a very late, up, late decision. They won't stuff up your odds if you've already placed the bet. This is very true. Anyway, I thought Cripper was good. I throw it at Timbo with a, so much trepidation. Keep it short and sharp, Timbo, on your mate Ahmed Saad. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep it short and sharp on him. He was excellent yesterday, and no Essendon idiots. Nick Hind <laughs> is not a better footballer. No, it it, it was it it still belies logic, and and I get. I get where they're coming from because they don't want to. They don't want to say that they miss him. They're dumb in the brain. Oh, they're also dumb in the brain. They don't want to admit that they missed (laughs) him. They don't want to admit that they're a lesser team because Adam Sard is gone. Why is that, Timbo? Because they never really loved him anyway. They never loved him anyway. (laughs) But and and they'll tell you that Nick Hines had all these stats and he can run really fast and. He's a left footer as well, and he's been the money ball pick of the draft. And he's getting paid three hundred fifty thousand dollars a year less, and he's far more value. Uh, I was going to do it again. <laughs> Adam Sard, 
He's a dead set game breaker. He's a game breaker and he is a match winner. His and penetration and through the middle. Through the guts when he yep. takes that game on. Because yep. we we had, we'd said early in the first few games, you found too often that he'd sort of get the ball and he'd kind of just run left. And it's yep. like, mate. Use the middle. You, you'll help us doing that, but but you will rip the heart out of this game. As Paulie told Rocky. Take it on. The one in the middle. <laughs> the one in the you know, middle. <laughs> not, Zach Fisher does that when he plays midfield. Zach will burst through the middle. In. Smart yeah. players do. Like, through the corridor Long is, is you can yeah. absolutely tear the game apart. You can't go to the well all the time, but when you do it and you do it well, and his penetration on his if it's there is, to be it's, If it's there to be had, Timbo, uh, use it. When he got it, when he got it in the, th- I think it must have been the third quarter, and he hit Eddie Betts. When, when he got it, you thought, Betts is 80 metres away, and he's just... He's just gone and belted it. Yep. And I was sitting there and going, oh my God, how do you do that? Is and that the was, one that Eddie almost conspired to stuff up? He fell over and sort of almost <laughs> ran onto his own, you know, ran onto his own, uh, the, the dregs, still mm. got it. And, and he actually ended up in a balanced position to be able to kick the goal and just went through on the inside of the post. Not according to Cameron Ling. Well, exactly right. You idiot. Uh, Anthony Caputi actually weighed in on Saad with a really good comment in the mailbox. So we'll... we'll just leap ahead with this particular excerpt. Felt like Saad's role was different due to Parks coming in and Stocker playing that small defensive role. He was allowed to be more attacking. Maybe we used his abilities better. And I thought that was a beautiful summation of certain other players being deployed in a manner which freed Saad up to be more attacking and aggressive. Well, yeah. and, and I think we're learning how to play him best. I mean, Adam Saad knows himself better than anybody else. But we've got to work out how to be able to use him to his best as well. Shout out, obviously playing during uh, Ramadan, of course, uh, fasting during the day, I think mm. it is. It is now, is it? Yeah, yeah. so good, good on him. unbelievable effort there. But no, I thought that, that you have to let a guy like um, Adam Saad drive his legs. You have to have you have to have to him be comfortable, and he is. Is he, is he drinking? He's not allowed you to can, drink. I think you can drink. I don't think you can eat, can you? Or you can't do anything until the sun goes down. Oh, I didn't think yeah. you were allowed to drink either i think when the sun goes down you can drink water um mm. but anyway you have to let him use his legs and actually drive the play forward with ball in hand and then release yep. that's where he's going to be give you full freight yep. and and he was able to do that it was you i thought he was absolutely excellent on the day and one of the guys that really flicked the switch for us um to get motoring in that second quarter his goal was the goal was too. important yeah absolutely been waiting seven weeks for that bad boy yep, he, yep. but that's the thing he's going to get really minimal looks at opportunities like that so he has to make them um, pay harry mckay faberganoush could have led the coleman or could have been equally to the coleman he is having an impressive season struggled a little bit early i don't think we helped oh for most of the first half um, the ball delivery was was non-existent. Woeful. He almost, it was really didn't, shallow. he almost didn't play. It was really shallow and just... It was 20 metres short of where he was. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Delivery was just uh, not... As Timbo just alluded, he had gastro during the week, so... Yeah, he had a COVID test the day before because they just wanted to rule out um, symptoms and all that sort of stuff, and so they, he was at risk of not playing. He was maybe responsible for that sewage trace. It's <laughs> all from Harry McKay. It's all from Harry's place. Uh, um, he, he was great. It, it, I'm, we're running out of... Things like Sam Walsh, he's putting together a season that he's just, it's unbelievable. Look, so he's a goal off the Coleman. Mm. Has he already eclipsed his, his personal best? Or he's maybe probably, he's one even short. with. Maybe one short. Or maybe I thought he even. had 22, and we were talking about 26 was his yeah, career best to kick four. He's even. Then. I reckon he's even after yeah. seven rounds. Yeah. 
fantastic effort. Now, again, I, I didn't do this on purpose. I've just, I'm actually thinking of switching these names because Cunners, Timbo, we go back to Timbo. Jesus, Jesus. Christ, this is a bad error. This is an error <laughs> on my part. I should have looked ahead for this one. No, no, well, just the, it, to me it becomes a lament because, you know, he, he got three votes when we last played Essendon and played as a midfielder. And on the day that you finally give him a chance to be able to unleash him again in an inordinately longer period of time between drinks, he comes up on the same ground, in the same position, against the same opponent, and lo and behold, he plays bloody good football. And you sit there and you're going, are we, <laughs> are we that dumb in the brain I think we might be. That, that, that it's never really occurred to us to try and unleash him in the same sort of role? Because he... He and Sam Walsh are a really potentially dynamic tandem. Mm. It didn't. There's a few things that didn't kind of click on the day. There was a few there was things, like, little, like half things that he did. You know, there were positives. I get. I totally agree. There were a few moments where he was he was more alive to the opportunity than the person he was giving the ball to. Yep. He was more alive to the quick hands or the quick release and able to execute the hard part, the release, than the teammate was. He makes things happen. He's a top shelf footballer. I just think he's, he's, he can be absolutely elite. There was a couple moments which were so pleasing when his <clears throat> his attack on the ball it wasn't about it being hard or whatever. It was so clean. Yeah, yeah. and he would sort of scythe. That's through the word. The, he's a clean footballer. He's very, just very scythe much so. through the traffic with his body and wear a little bit of contact, but not lose his shape over the ball. And he'd gather and then release and but can gap his opponent too. Yeah. Like put space between him and the guy he's on in an instant. I think he needs his own personal masseuse. Just to make sure his hamstrings and his calves, yep. Are just like you know, Diesel had his own personal like um, trainer, which would bring his own bring water his own water out, yeah, and his own towel and stuff like that. <laughs> That's right, Diesel. Yeah. Right. It had, had twenty five minutes to wipe the ball down. <laughs> and Diesel, like his, you know, his towel probably had GW on it or whatever embroidered. I think we need to get Cunners his own masseuse just to make sure that he is fully fit because he, he's such a dynamic player. He's such a valuable player for us. Lockie Fogarty, Fabaganoush. Yep. Bounce back from a lean couple of weeks just yep. to show what an incredible, incredibly valuable player he is for us. It would be great to have him and Gibbo firing all in the same week. Um, but, yeah, Lockie Fogarty was good. A couple of really nice goals too. Really nice goals. The pressure was back. Um, no, nah, I, I was... His surprised. running goal, it was one of those those ones you love. I thought he was going to centre it the whole time. He's going... He's going you know, like the broadcast, the hard cam is, is right behind it. Yeah. And he sort of ran in, he, he dropped it real low. And even he himself was a little bit, oh, is it going to bounce? It's like, yeah. It's like but then as soon as he it sort of skipped on, he kind of ran away. He, he, he did the 45-degree angle celebration run. I think he was waiting for a defender to <laughs> come know, he, at him. It's the celebration route, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And you kick the Very ball and so. the, 45 deg- the 45 back into the middle, yep. looking for the high fives. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I thought he was, he was really good again. He was really tidy. He took his opportunities. That was a theme of the day. Um, and, and just really impressed with, with what he was able to bring. Bought the pressure. Bought the pressure. That's what he's there for. Bring the pressure. Put the pressure on. That's right. Take the pressure down. Put the pressure on. Pressure on what? Spurs. Put the pressure on. Oh, I don't oh. know. Is that a layup? Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh. <laughs> We've lost him, though. <laughs> Take your word for it, boys. <laughs> Um, Eddie Timbo needed a response and duly delivered one. That was his best game. He is no longer obviously at the peak of his powers. His powers are waning. Um, But he 
Ken still what? So, so the cleaning lady's coming, coming in to vacuum. <laughs> Just vacuum around us while we're talking. Um, yeah, he, he was great. It's very physical too. Like he, he, he had to really jump at a couple of balls in the air and a couple of hard landings as well. But you could tell that he probably thinks the, the end's coming as well. So I'm going to take every single opportunity afforded me. But the the goal that he kicked in the, the third snap? quarter, yeah, the snap around yeah. the body on the right foot, it was a miss. I can't even remember who kicked it, but it was a miss kick on the way in. And, and he's just such a smart footballer. He read it, as good players do, he read it before everybody else, and he charged it and took that diving chest mark. Um, he still came up sort of feeling at his AC joint and all that sort of stuff, which I think he heard earlier mm. in the mark and the goal square. But um, when he has that shot around the corner, and you sit there and you're going, look, he'll probably kick it because that's what he does. But uh, it's, it is just a thing of beauty, isn't it? There's a great line um, in the Undertaker documentary where he's talking about wrestling again and blah, blah. And he's trying to get back into shape. There's this really graphic scene where he's getting like hip replacements. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it's so bad. They're like hammering. It's like a proper, like a mallet. Oh, yeah. wow, it's bad. Anyway, he comes out and he wants to prepare for another match and he says the line, I may not be as good as I once was, but I can, I can be as good once as I ever was. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's the mantra for Eddie is that you're not the 50 goal a year small forward you used to be. But when we, need, when we need you to be yeah. in a moment or in a contest, you have it in you to be that. Be it for that moment. Be it for that moment. Yep. You might not be in the team every week. Yep. But if you are, you will have a moment. He was in contests. He wasn't – I'm not saying he's cheating, but that outside tap it to me and I'll, and I'll make that. it happen. Forwards do that. Forwards can roll the dice. And yep. I think Eddie's gone, no, I've got to get in there. Like put your hand in. Like he, he still is not one of those things to go in and – you know, take names. He was he, he he was he goes in there, little death tap here, you know, trying to keep things moving along. He makes his when he's on the outside, he doesn't. He makes his opponent a bit nervous, and he makes his just he's worrying about where's he, what's he doing, yep. and that you know that might distract him from whatever he needs to do. It was his best game for the year. Yeah, Correct. you can cover him for ninety six minutes in a game of footy, but the four minutes that you go quiet on him. He can torture. He might be enough to win it. He does love playing game. Essendon, though. He loves playing Essendon. It was only a shame that Essendon couldn't get uh, Henry, Henry Slattery, Slattery. <laughs> out, of, out <laughs> of retirement for a special occasion. Old Hank. <laughs> Hank Slattery. Oh, he took, he took Spike on a few, as well a, a few bit, times. A little bit. Uh, still with you, Faber Ganoush, and talking about pretty much one of the real, the only sour on-field aspects of the game was uh, Mitch McGovern ping the string. Ping the string right at the end. And... Uh, <clears throat> oh, look, I was really pleased with Mitch's intensity. I was really pleased with his work rate. Um, I thought what he what he did for us off the ball was important. Yep. I think he's a bit of an enforcer. He's pretty much one of the only players on our list that's got a bit of swagger and strut yep. and personality about him. He he always seems to he's on that border of always giving away a down the field free kick. Like he's he makes sure you earn every kick you get. Does it matter if no. he gives away a free kick? No, depends. No, no, it, is. it doesn't. Mm. Um, what I like about him that he, from a structure point of view, he helps us. He gives us that that presence inside fifty, especially with Harry. Harry can't do everything on his own, and now to lose him, he demands a good defender. Absolutely, he does. He really but does. He just needs continuity of games, and unfortunately, again, 
he ain't going to get it. He's going to have to start again. He's going to have to get but the body gonna, right, but it's going to start again. He's what's it? It's an eight week injury. Oh, is it? There, look for, for it, someone, it, someone of yeah, with this history. It, it, a, it looked like a bad hamstring, and when you've had a few repeat hamstrings, you just got to give it longer than your standard three. So it's every bit of five. And you're right, it, it could end up, you know, we, we'll handle him with kid gloves and make sure that he gets through and all that sort of stuff. So it could, it could be every bit of six, seven, eight, no doubt. The other injury out of the game was Paddy Dow, who was looking good. He was. he was. He'd done some tidy things, showed some clean hands, won some clearances, which is what he's in the team to do. Um, was really instrumental in Walsh's first goal in tandem with Cunningham. Walsh is behind as well. Look, he was on. Yeah. Had Sammy seen him. Um, you know, I think Paddy had that little bit of... Vigor about it. like he was he was he was up and about. Early it was on. good. It was good to see. It was good to see. He was in. He was in at the coalface and just unfortunately, um, if we didn't have bad luck, we'd have no luck. Um, gets a head knock and whether it's a, a fracture, oh, who knows what it is. Yeah. Um, hopefully, it's not too serious. Those those don't tend to take too long for guys to come back from, and he, he doesn't lose any fitness. Uh, so that's the silver lining there. But really encouraging signs from him um, before that unfortunate knock. Um, Matt Owies yep. is a interesting figure. You know what he did, if nothing else, and this is full credit to the young man, he nailed the big moments. Didn't he? Yep. He took the big mark that he yep. needed to take. He kicked the goal. He laid the massive tackle early in the last quarter. Yep. He lives on the margins of the team knowing that those moments define if he gets another game. Yep. And he, he nailed every single one of them. Seven touches. That's all he had. Oh, this is the argument where you, yeah, you sit there and go, don't count your stats, Timbo. Mm-hmm. Don't count your stats. Make your stats count. Quality, not quantity. He's kicked three goals. Yep. He's laid three the, kicks, three goals. He's laid the big tackle. That's worth a goal. So you're sitting there going, well, you've contributed a net 24 Got, got in the face of the defender that gave away yeah. the 50-metre penalty. Had a bit of strut. Absolutely. Absolutely. Started the mellow. Fucking great. No yep. problems at all. Really good. And then that flows on to the last chicken salad in and of itself is that for the first time, I think, in the colour TV era, Carlton actually kicked accurately. <laughs> like, what a difference that makes. <coughs> Timbo. Timbo, leave. I'm good, mate. I'm good. He's got a gas mask in, one of those <sighs> Nazi World War II era gas masks that we can chuck on Timbo. <laughs> just to make sure that if anyone's getting sick, it's him. He's getting more sick. <coughs> Have a drink. Stop silly. Have a drink, Timbo. Oh, dear. I've had my... Short black. Oh, dear. Um, we actually kicked straight. Nothing like scoreboard pressure. Um, yep. And that scoreboard pressure just kept ticking over. We didn't give them a let off. Uh, we made sure that they needed to keep being accurate. Um, margin for error. Just didn't give them any. That's right. It's, it's one of those things that bad kicking is bad for. No, it's, a, it's an old saying, but it's true. And we are – you don't mind missing, you know, half opportunities, but we – Especially this, we've missed some absolute sitters. A week before, last week. You know, last week we had a couple of chances. How many times we run into an open goal and miss it? Look, just just nail what needs to be nailed. You've got to be ruthless. You know who's a guy, without wanting to go back, because we you know, kick straight, the two opportunities that Cunners had, and oh. you sit there and go, the first one's a much better goal than the second one in the sense that it's a snap. But the second one, minimum of fuss. Yep. And you actually feel a degree of calm. But he when, straightens up. He straightens up. He's, he's, he doesn't actually slow down. He straightens up. He keeps his uh, pace. This is commentators not seeing someone like Cunningham on a regular basis. Yep. They, they keep talking about, oh, his kicking is, is a, 
is one word. No, it's his it deficiency. Is. Oh, what? what? Oh, it's like, are you fucking crazy? Because <coughs> they don't know who he is. Timbo. No, they just don't know him. Tim, You're hey. Right. They don't know him. Hey. What are you doing? Coffee. You're affecting us, aren't you? I'm trying not to. You've just come back from Mumbai, haven't you? <laughs> it's been Vindaloo City. <laughs> He's just come back. Fraser's had a Fraser's had a fat cat convention over Tim in Mumbai. <laughs> Chayawala from Mumbai. <laughs> He's just come back. Fraser's are opening a new sustainably fucking diverse shopping centre or something. It's been awarded a made up award. <laughs> they hung a pop plant. <laughs> a made up award. They put a they put a like a, a what do they call like a vertical garden or something on the hmm. wall and that's given them some kind of bullshit award. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's nodding because he agrees. No, I'm not <laughs> nodding at all. <laughs> Ah, the Burwood Brickworks, eh? What is it? What did it win, Timbo? What was the award it won? There's the genuinely a world first awarding of this high honour. It's the um, Living Building Challenge. It's it's the only retail building in the world to achieve the Living Building Certification. It's the only, only. Retail complex who have entered this competition scheme? Well, no, no. You, you, you make an application and you are assessed and you either qualify or you do not. Mm-hmm. They've qualified. This is abso- World's most sustainable shopping centre. Absolute crap. This is riveting, gentlemen. <laughs> Absolute Absolutely crap. riveting. So next time, you go out to, next time you go out to the Burwood Brickworks to um, admire Tim's handiwork, not only is he a doctor and a lawyer and a physio and junior football coach, Soon to be sacked, super coach, coach. Um, he's also uh, he's also the world's best civil engineer. The world's best civil engineer, and he he's he has overseen the world's most sustainable retail precinct. Apparently, according to this ward that only existed uh, as of last week. Well done, Timbo. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Um, we're going to go to the chicken shits as such, and it's sort of a quasi chicken shit big question. Kind of merged. A, a what? We've sort of merged. The MGA traffic. Big question. We've sort of merged <laughs> the two segments for tonight because I think they tie into one another. So, leadership, Fab. And when I say leadership, I actually mean leadership off the field this week. And I say that in the sense that we, we put a Twitter uh, tweet out about it. Maybe we are. Maybe we're just like a golf state. Maybe this kumbaya song. Keep going. <laughs> Stop for me. Jesus Christ, Timbo! I've got to drive home with this fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. Can I? Can we put you in a hazmat suit before we get in the car? Um, it's like you've been snorting lines of asbestos, Timbo. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just waiting to make sure you don't cough again. Good. I'm good. I'm just listening. Start calling you Rona. Um, Golf state. Yes. Maybe we need an autocrat. Maybe with this, this songs around the campfire, lovey-dovey crap. It's just not us. It's never felt like us. It's never felt it's like never us. never sat right. We, we, we've tried to shed old Carlton, this old Carlton mentality that old Carlton would do this and old Carlton would do that. And you're going, yeah, but old Carlton won mm. because of it because they had this belligerent, hard-nosed, ruthless bastard yep. running the ship, love him or lump him, and we won. Yeah. No, and, I, and this idea that I think it was almost typified in the team selection that came out on Saturday night. So Sam Petrevsky-Seaton is dropped. So when I say leadership, drop him. 
Yeah. If you make the same the thing we said with Paddy Dow, like Paddy Dow was omitted and they made him the sub. It was bullshit. You want to have the chats to say we're dropping this guy. Slap him. Slap him down, Tiggy. Louis van Gaal style. Slap him down. <laughs> and he said he actually genuinely produced his testicles in a meeting. <laughs> he goes, what did he say to Luca Tony? He said, yeah, he genuinely said, he goes, I've got balls. If you don't think I've got balls. And he just produced his knackers in a team meeting. Um, but... He was blind drunk at the Man United uh, brilliant. Player of the Year Award. It was brilliant. Did a, did a speech and all. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's YouTube, but it's brilliant. But anyway, drop Samo and actually say, well, we're dropping you. Not, we're going to play you on, or maybe you might get on, you might not. How does he redress his form if he does not play? It's just nonsense. Make the call, back the call, live by the sword, or don't. And and then the frustrating thing out of all of it, not frustrating from the the fact that he performed, but when he had to come in to be able to replace Paddy Dow, they put him in the midfield rotation, and he was bloody good. He looked good. He had a slowish start. I thought his body language wasn't great early yep. when he came on. He looked like he was having a bit of a sulk, which was strange because he was on the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct. Like you've been subbed but on. He, but he picked up quickly, and and I think he was really important for us. Yep. And I think he really, as we gathered momentum in that third quarter, I thought he was uh, an extremely important contributor. And then the Mark Light. Um, huge. 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 It was fantastic. I think that for me anyway, and I put this out on Twitter, Samo typifies this in my mind. We don't seem to empower our young, and particularly our young talented players, we don't seem to empower them to be the, the best possible player they can be. Which, What's which your is, strength? Well, and, and how can we play you yeah. to maximise that strength? Like, but, but we're like, afraid. Like, we we're afraid to. We're afraid that they're going to. I don't know that they're not going to perform. You, you've selected them because you like them. They've done however many pre seasons now. You just got to take the training wheels off. I think and, there needs to just be some, say get into it. But there needs to be some ownership as well. That if you select Sam Petrovsky Seaton to play on a half back flank. Recognise that well, he's probably not going to be terribly comfortable there. If his form there isn't great, recognise that you've probably contributed to it, mm. and don't then go well. We're dropping you because of that. Yeah. And then when you activate him as the sub, which you didn't know you were going to do, you put him on the ball, yeah. and you're sort of going now have the balls to basically to drop him, and then he goes back to the twos, demand to be the best man on the ground, and mm. give him the tools. You play in midfield, you're at every centre bounce. Tell his teammates that he runs the offense forward to centre. Demand his teammates use him. You know, you we don't seem to build around talent as such. We don't seem to go. Who are our best players? We're going to play them where they're going to be at their best. As yep. fucking stupid as that sounds. So the talent gets them in the door, and then they go, "We've got it from here, fellas. Mm. We'll do what we want." And you're going, "That's dumb." Mm. And everyone gets rotated through the half back line. Yeah, oh, man. Even Stocker at the moment, you're kind of going, "I'm happy he's in the team." But at times there he was on Stringer and you're sort of just going, you, you might get away with this once or twice, yeah, yeah. but that's not going to be enough to negate the two or three goals this guy might kick, yeah. take the game away so from So long us. as he doesn't drop his head through a, those It was periods. a weird matchup for mine. It was bizarre. The one. And, and I thought he played well again. He was okay. Yeah, he He's was doing okay. fine. And like if you're doing an apprenticeship as a senior footballer and you're getting used to the pace of the game and given, I mean, they're giving him responsibility. So they're not, they're backing him in. But again, you recruited him to play inside midfield, so um, I'd well, still no, rather no, see. Well, this is the thing, Timbo. They they didn't recruit him. So oh, Stephen Silvani recruited him. They didn't recruit him to play inside mid at all. Make of that 
what she will. Mm. Um, coaching Faber-Ganoush was an issue in the first half, particularly we still score not by method, we score by individuals and opportunism. Yep. We 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 use the Ned Zelich approach of individual brilliance, yeah. fantasy, imagination, and, and fantasy. Imagine, <laughs> fantasy and imagination is what gets us yeah. goals. Because from a system point of view, <laughs> there ain't no system. Um, it Im- improved in the second half. There doesn't seem to be any system anywhere. No, like we lost ten clearances in a row in the third quarter. <laughs> You're sort of and going. It could <laughs> our issues in the middle. Could be exacerbating the lack of system. Absolutely, we don't get first use ever, which is bizarre. We got absolutely smacked out of the middle, absolutely smacked. Yeah, and when you're starting a lot of attacks from half back, you're giving yourself an extra fifty minutes and to travel. I don't want to bury him. It's the ruck. We're not getting any use from the ruck. TDK, I went out, I watched the twos on the weekend. Pito's been a liability. Oh, oh, people when did can we come for, People can come for me, but I reckon he's a liability. I think he's a willing understudy. Yeah, he's the best we've got. He's a willing TDK's backup. TDK's out injured. But TDK on the weekend started slowly, warmed into it. Does um, he hit to advantage? It was exceptional. Does he mark the ball around the ground? Like, is he, is he a... a, a uh, not enough. Uh, not enough. Yeah, I'm saying, but he doesn't drop into the hole, you know, uh, and cover a spot. Occasionally he does. He knocked out Paddy Dow. It, well, did Andy I'm, McGowan I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm putting it on him. My point, he, he got in Liam Jones's way in the Well, usually third. it's Liam Jones getting in his own way. It's all right. So at least it was someone else. I just, yeah, I think. I, I don't disagree with what you said. I don't, I don't hate Mark Pittnett. Don't, don't get me wrong. I just don't think we're getting, our midfield isn't humming because our ruck. He's doing the job that he was recruited to do. What, be a bad ruckman? To be the backup ruckman. Yikes. And pinch hit as Burn. required. No, the P- combination of he as required, and not being number one ruck. Combination all of, of he the time. and Casbolt is hamstringing us big time. We didn't yeah, want to absolutely. speak about Levi, but fucking hell, mate. We'd be better off without him at oh, the in, like wow. in this form. I know that you know what he's given us nothing. What other tall would you? Be? I don't give a fuck if it's not a tall because it's it's he's not playing tall. He's, he's given us nothing. Yeah, he's given us zero. Um, but do, you, do you throw Tom DeConning? I know we'll probably get to the selection table later on. Do you throw Tom DeConning in after one game in the reserves? Oh, I wouldn't. No, I'd give him one more. Yeah, I think you've got to give him one more. Is English playing? Probably. He's, he was concussed, wasn't he? I think he was concussed. He so he should be right to go. Okay. Because I've, no, I've got no issues with Pitnet playing against Martin, but playing against both, that's, that's a tough ask. So there has to be backup. So Levi's playing again. So I think Levi has to play. Well, as soon as McGovern did his hamstring, Levi was playing again. Well, I think you're right. That was the <laughs> Levi got another contract. <laughs> Mitch McGovern did his hamstring. It's not good, man. Not good. Uh, but yeah, so look, there's some leadership and, and some coaching and the like. I think he's still a big area for improvement. We we just don't seem to have a great deal of consistency coming from the box, both in messaging and you know, application of game plan. We keep saying play our way. I'm not really sure what our way is. I don't think the players know what our way is. Um, it's all good and well to lean back on that, but there doesn't seem to be any discernible, consistent method, which is um, which is an issue. Um, we're going to go to the mailbox now. We did do – no, because it's not the mailbox proper, you idiots – Stop pointing at the mixer. We, we go into the mailbox, but it's not the mailbox. No, oh, stop. the mailbox. And then he has the the goal because you to say hey, you idiots. Hey, because you don't listen. You don't listen to what I'm saying. We put out a tweet asking tweet. people to tell. Hey, Essendon. Tweet tweet. 
So I've just got to find that. Here it is. I'm going to read through a few of them now. Okay. Uh, Addy, their total arrogance in 99. It's a good way, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stonks, I hate them more than anything for getting a first round or the, respectively a number one pick for cheating. Also, Adrian Dodoro. <laughs> Sard's goal was the best anti-Essendon moment of the match <coughs> and Parks <laughs> tackling the soul out of Tipper was glorious. Uh, Addy again, he's had another dip. Uh, their indignation, indignation of being, being sanctioned after running an injection program and then destroying all the evidence and spreadsheets. <laughs> they were completely... My favourite thing in that whole situation... Shift delete. It's permanent. <laughs> Bypass the recycle bin. Yeah. Shift delete. It's gone. They had to magnetise the hard drives. <laughs> My favourite thing about that whole situation was there were Essendon fans who were like, fuck you, did, uh, what was his name, Dimitriou. He tipped you off. He gave you the heads up. That's I've, that's the whole thing that always oh. I always found bizarre is they've always talked about how you were in on they, it, Dimitri. They self-reported, and it's sort of like you were told what was about to happen, and you were able to orchestrate the way that you presented it to the media. Dimitri and, and, and then they still tried on, to blame hey, other people. Hey, would they have rather Dimitriou's tap on the shoulder or Wasada's tap on the door? That's exactly right. You fucking morons. Yeah. Anyway, that's a good one. I like that one. Um, Vince, I've been surrounded by them my whole life. When they lose, they never lose because the opposition is better. Look at yesterday. They're happy with their youth or it's umpiring or it's injuries or it's a shortened break between games. You name it, they've got the excuse. Or Dane Rampey climbed a, uh, a goalpost and wasn't, uh, wasn't penalised when he should have been. <laughs> that's true. Uh, Adrian, your mate. Um, Jazara, not to settle down, no. Okay. Both Adrians. Fans of the pod. Grew up with lots of bombers at uh, school in the mid-80s when they were up and about and they let us know about it. Hatred grew from there. Uh, Ash Gallagher went to the 93 grand final, was 11 years old. I cried after the game, broke my heart. I hated them then and I hate them now. Sauce touched that fucking ball too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I hate them because of 93. I was just a young grade three lad at that stage. I burst into tears. Bastards. (laughs) Uh, DT, I see anyone wearing their merchandise or have a sticker on their car and I automatically think that that person is a fuckwit. <laughs> that's that's the, fair enough. There's actually another one here that I just spotted. I don't know if you've seen it, but Blue Nuff says, I hate them for somehow turning Nick Hind into Andrew McLeod in their own delusional world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's quite good. I, I do agree with that. Sometimes I'll be driving around and I'll see like, Someone will have an Essendon sticker or a Collingwood sticker. And if they do something on the road, you go, fucking makes sense. They're an idiot. Yeah. Like they didn't indicate or they're merged late or whatever. You're going, well, that, that explains it. They're an, they're an idiot. A lot of Dodoro, hate Dodoro. Fair enough. Uh, let's go, go one more maybe. HGM, Navy Blue Gooner. It's beyond hatred. I wish they didn't exist. Their colours, players in their kit make me want to throw up. And what why? About- because they're a bunch of pricks. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. What about Ron Evans being the head of the commission when they what about the fact? Us? What about the fact that Ron Evans and his, uh, what's his group got the contract for the MCG to sell food and stuff like that and built their fucking family fortune the on, the, on, their, on the back of a shady backdoor deal? You fucks. I've <laughs> absolutely, I've just had enough, you know, seriously. And then, like, they named the, the rising star. If I was Carlton, I would have said to Sam Walsh, when they put the Ron Evans medal on you, you should take it off and throw it in the bin. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, you prick. Uh, yeah, that's enough of that. All right, go to the mailbox itself now. Just let me find the mailbox. 
Just pad for me for a minute, Faber Ganoush. Do something. Be useful. I can cough. You've got mail. Timbo's doing all the coughing. This is true. Uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. Thank you. Oh, cleaner. Cleaner wants to come in. <laughs> cleaner wants to come in and take. Clean up Fab's filth. Uh, Rookie Tiller, does Levi get a reprise since Gov has gone down or do we bring Jack and TDK in? Uh, I think Levi gets a reprieve just based on matchups, based yep. on Gov's injury. Uh, Jack and TDK we, would be we've done We've done well against Bulldogs with their lack of height in defence. So I think having tools... That's the shame of Gov missing because their mm. defence on Friday was exposed to be fairly ordinary if you mm. can get the ball in and trouble them. Mm. Gov did well against them last year too. The Bulldogs have a system where they know that their defence is a weakness and they, they – makes you don't want to do this if your defence is strong, but they make sure they don't get exposed one-on-one. Mm. On one. doesn't get in too deep. Pressure has to be 100% on the weekend, 100%, because these they just flick that ball around and if there's pressure, it could all turn to shit for them. Yep. Adam King, Parks looks to me like with a couple of pre-seasons under his belt, he could be one of those tough, wiry defenders in the Grimes, Asprey, Broad and McIntosh mould – yeah, I agree. Tommy Stewart. If he has Maybe a, it's the beard, I don't know. If he gets a couple of big proceeds and he'll be a bloody heavyweight champion, he'll just be ready to kill someone. It'd be dangerous on the track. Absolutely. I think we'll have 40 blokes running around with red shirts on. It'll just be parks running around going, don't tackle the red shirts. I see a lot mm-hmm. of I see a lot of Nick Digan. In, is in, like, he's not that classy footballer, oh, but he's kind of he's, he's, he's all, all passion. What was that? It's been clearing my throat, mate. Stop getting so tetchy. You've been in a hospital all day. You're the most right. likely one. I can't one. afford to catch any You're of the shit. most likely one to have it. Yeah? No. Yeah? Been to the hospital. That's where sick people are. That is true. Daniel, does the way Cutter's SPS even Dow before his injury played show that Teague was making a mistake in the first six rounds by not playing these guys in position? I think there's something to be said for that. Mm-hmm. Been saying it for six weeks. They all played pretty well and they all they all did the, the job we need them to do. Um, Chris uh, Marantelli, surely the defensive structure will be improved by playing a selfless, hard-running winger who holds his position and has the capacity to run back when required. It's worked to an extent with Cotters. Uh, O'Brien on the other wing seems a no-brainer. He, he was really impressive in the twos. Um, a lot of people obviously watched the game mm. on TV, but particularly at the ground, he was really impressive. And he, he effectively dictated how wide the field was. He was very, very... Um, selfless with his positioning, generally on the other side of the, the centre square. He sort of positioned himself to make sure that Essendon couldn't play the field narrow when they were attacking, and he made sure that when we had the ball to transition off halfback, we were wide, which opens up the corridor, which uses him as an option out wide if they need him. Uh, I thought he was really, really impressive, and he's probably not far away. If you can have another game like that, um, you start putting a lot of pressure on the guys in the team. And I Look, we're, we're Lockie fans. Mm. Well, nothing against Matthew Cottrell, but Lockie O'Brien could be doing what Matthew Cottrell's doing. Well, Lockie O'Brien would be much better with the ball. Exactly. So I'm saying it's it's it's. I'd be playing. I'd be playing him as if if he's fit and ready to go, he plays. Mm. Timbo, look, putting Cotters back in the two and making sure that he's you know steeled and hard and all that sort of stuff um, is not a bad thing. Um, you know, he, I, I still think we always have a concern about. Where is Cotter's ceiling from a skill perspective? You know, he doesn't he doesn't make us better from a skill perspective, whereas O'Brien does. Um, and, and I think keeping keeping players um, 
a little bit on tilt and ready to go isn't a bad thing. And 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 playing more players and resting other guys along the journey, I don't I don't think it harms it. And, and it just it just keeps people hungry. I've I've got no issues if that's the way that we go about it. I think Cotters is a is this a he's a soldier ant. And there's nothing wrong with that. He has a role to play. It's his second year of footy too, so he's still got opportunities to improve. But keeping him rotating through and keeping him hungry, I have no concerns with whatsoever. Uh, Matty B, lads, for me, I can't even begin to explain the hate I have for Essendon and its supporter base. I couldn't have been happier yesterday. Even if it wasn't our most polished performance, I was still happy. With Gov injured, does Levi keep his spot? We sort of answered that um, before. No, Matty, I mean, the hatred is, is so... It's so toxic. It actually makes me a worse person. But... I just, I just can't, I can't soften on it because they are just a bunch of fucks. <laughs> Who's your mum go for, Sean? That's for Essendon. <laughs> <laughs> she got a lift home with us yesterday. Did she say anything? Uh, she was a bit sour. That's okay. Good. Poor, Good. poor Keithy. Uh, <laughs> Dub D, do you think Casbold is finally feeling the effects of the booze cruise? <laughs> <laughs> Got some, he got some uh, delayed, <laughs> some some lemons that were eleven years old. He's just Jeez. finally cracked. If the ludes have hit him, fab. That's it. Was um, he, wasn't he handcuffed to the bar? To J- Cuff, Jody, wasn't Cuffs he? Caswell. Jesus. Uh, Jay Hyatt, who plays seniors first, Gov or Charlie? Gov. Maybe. 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 Charlie's not even doesn't even look like he's getting out of a trot. Well, what if what if Mitch is twelve weeks away? Yeah, I still, I don't know. I'm not so confident we'll see Charlie this year. No, no, and I think that's, I think there's enough of a question mark that in the space of, if you were able to do a good six week block, there's no reason why your entree back into football couldn't be that far away. But I think realistically, Mitch will get on top of his body sooner and have will have confidence in it to have him play senior footy before Charlie is. And, yeah. I'd, and I'd love to be wrong. Nobody knows where Charlie's at. No. Nobody. They wheel him out occasionally to show him on the track that he's still alive. Yeah. Uh, I think they'd be comfortable doing a weekend at Bernie's type. They just, you know, that's it. They'd be comfortable having a double <laughs> or something, you know, sitting in the gym. And there's like, it's like, you know, in um, Home Alone when Kevin McAllister had all the uh, cardboard cutouts acting like there was a party at his house. That's what they're going to do with Charlie in the gym. Um, Nathan, love cutting Am in the middle, has genuine burst and X-factor out of stoppage. I'm worried he'll be back on a flank when Williams comes back in. Where would you like to see these guys play? They, they have to play where they're at their most dynamic and, and at their most useful to the team. And, and Zach Cunners, Williams needs to be on the halfback line. I think he'll be on the wing. That's fine. I don't mind that. He has to earn his stripes. And this, this might sound harsh. It's, he's done nothing so far. It's not an unreasonable thing to say. He the kicked, only headlines he's made. He kicked the ball well to Casbolt when then Casbolt kicked it off his knee. Mm, against against Collingwood. Collingwood, yeah. The only headline he's made is missing round one. Apart from that, there's been nothing. So, But at least we were in a position to be able to give him the rest and let his body recover as needed, and it hasn't cost us a win. Now he's just got to get his head and his body right and out there and play his best footy. It'll be great. He needs to play some good footy. Agree. And then Andrew Rogers, just in closing, attitude is more important than ability. That's it. That's the tweet. I think when it comes to the collective, the collective mindset of the group is super important. I think talent is obviously unbelievably important, but a willing, unified mindset and a belief... Well, one without the other gets you nowhere. ...we can win the game. There was a... They went to the three-quarter time huddle and we were a kick up or two kicks up. 
two. And I just thought to, my, I thought to myself, I said to Dad, we said it against Collingwood, do you believe you can win the game? And I thought, this is a, this is a test for us. Yep. We should be winning the game. Can we play it out and win the game? And credit to them, they did. Um, Not to be a Debbie Downer, but our opposition also probably didn't have it in their mind that we've got them. That's their problem. Problem. Yeah, I'm uh, saying, but if, you, if we're up by 10 points against a Richmond... I just rung in a bomb threat as well. <laughs> I planted, said I planted bombs in all their cars. <laughs> just to unsettle them at the huddle. I rang Rutten. Rutten answered the phone. I said, put me on speaker. And he did. You're not allowed to have mobile phones, Sean. So that's a lie. I planted the phone on him. <laughs> it's a $20,000 fine. Um, Timbo... We need to talk before we end the pod about one of the most disgraceful acts of your reign as super coach, coach of the Ian Prendercast. Fab, at what stage of yesterday did Timbo drop the news that he had lost? He had failed to bring home the W. It was right after the siren. Right after the siren, right in amongst the euphoria <laughs> of Carlton's win. Not only amongst the euphoria, he, Tim- sends a, he sends a text about whatever. He tried to bury it. Then he sends the text, oh, we lost by 34 and points. Then he, and then he sends another, yeah, another text, text, like, look, we're not going to see it. Like he tried to bury it. He what? tried to, it's classic take out the trash tactics. Yeah. He thought that, I've got to mention this, I've got to be upfront about this, but I don't want to just send it. I'm going to bury it in a mountain of other shit. Yep. And he couldn't, unfortunately, for Timbo. He couldn't bury it. And... I've got to say, mate, the only thing that's saving you this week is that I'm just in a good mood <laughs> about this win because the, the effort. What did we slip to? Here we go. This is what I found this. So Three and go. two? Here we go. Here we go. This is what, this is what I got from Tim. So Four and two, these are the messages. You send your same game multi. Don't care, Timbo. <laughs> I don't care. Lost. But he knows, he knows we're not going to care about that. I think he starts jamming up the feed. Yeah. So then he says – um, AFL Podcast League loss. And then he says, Jay Hyatt question, and he gives us Jay's question. And then he says, beaten by 32, Chapman off injured early in Frio game. And then he says, Lucas Kudafidis kicked another seven goals. He's burying the info. <laughs> He's burying the salient info in amongst fluff nonsense. You're, you're working on the basis that these and have then, all been and said 30 said, seconds apart. They were 30 <laughs> seconds apart. They were. And then he, sent an, uh, then, he, then he sent us a link to sign your name. By yeah. Terence Trent Darby. Sean still hasn't recovered from the first time you heard it last week. He sent us the clip with Cripper, sign your name, and then he sent the clip of that. I had clearly lost what had happened in the, the thing because I responded legit one of the worst songs ever recorded. So you were effective. You'd, you'd thrown me off the scent <laughs> of your super coach loss. So you're, you're tipping your hat. <laughs> so what we just need... But I didn't. No, you went back in time and you were able to sort of pick it up and go, I'm sorry, what is this? You had the gif of the guy. <laughs> Did I use the guy from... Uh what was the TV show? He's isn't he, he was on like a live stream, wasn't he? And he was watching some live stream and he sort of does the double take. Yeah, I can't remember. I thought, anyway, I, thought I used Timbo, uh, Dexter. You lost by 34, 32 points. And we don't want excuses because you're doctor of excuses. That's mm. all you're about. And it's not acceptable. But what are you going to do this week to make sure that we don't suffer another embarrassing defeat? Well, when I've got a bloke to only needs to score like 50 to win the game and he busts his shoulder in the... First quarter, there's not a lot that I can do about that. But we we'd got ourselves into a position where we were projected to win, and I was just looking for the players to take care of business. Did you screw the pooch no. again no, with no, the no, captaincy? No, 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 no. So you didn't try to be too smart. No, nah, bloke I played had the same vice captain. He had the same captain, 
Jack McRae only scored 107. We weren't taking that. And as it was, he actually outscored Max Gorn, as it turned out. But um, I think Max has gone 200 against North before, so I was more than comfortable going him, and he just didn't have a good game. But, um, yeah, next week we'll go back to the drawing board and um, see if we can't get a win. Drawing board might not be there, Timbo. You're on the thinnest of ice, Timbo. You realise that? Beverly Hills had a win. Mate. Do I look like I give two squirts a piss? Given, Beverly Hills given under that you're an ex-alumni, I would have thought you would have. Do I care? So they got this? to sing the song. We got to sing the song. They sing the song when they lose. No, we do not. Tim doesn't allow. I just want to stop and pause here for a moment. There's a tweet here from SEN Track, question posed by Cam Luke. And this is, <laughs> this is Timbo. He's an idiot, Cam Luke. <laughs> Cam Luke is an idiot. So, okay, I was He gonna, is I one, gonna, one half of the duo of the worst <laughs> television program on, t- on That's a big call. Of all time. There's some bad t- there's been some bad TV programs. It I don't I'm convinced nobody What's the show called? Watches it. Armchair Experts. That's the one. He, he, on wears, the couch. he wears the uh, he wears the the denim jacket with like the the sheep's the lamb's wool. Yeah, Two yeah. complete morons. Do you reckon Coons could be any more self-denigrating about his career? You're like, Coons, it's sort of funny initially, but you've been doing it for like yeah, eight yeah, years now. Just, yeah. you know. Anyway, he's posed this question. I wasn't going to throw him under the bus, but Tim did that for me. Would you enjoy six months all-expenses-paid vacation in Europe or spend ten minutes on the moon? <laughs> what, what fucking kind of question is this? What the fuck are you going to do on the moon for <laughs> ten minutes? It's going to take you four days to get there, you idiot. You have to spend all that time in a little spaceship. Terrible. I get anxiety just thinking about being in like a little space capsule. Man, I get anxiety. Have you have you um, have you been to the Smithsonian? No. So they've got all the great. It's amazing. They've got all the, the great stuff there, and it's yeah, it's oh Jesus Christ, Hor- horrendous. Like it's. I remember I was looking at it, and you could kind of sit in a model. Shit. Nah, not happening. Nah. So what was the first choice again? It was like six you months six on the beach. Mo- no, six months all expenses paid vacation in Europe. Or ten minutes, Timbo, on the moon. Look, given that there's not been a lot of people on the moon, I get... I get. It's not even a question, no, no, Tim. I, you go to I, Europe. No, no, I get why some people would say it would be cool to say I have been on the moon. But I think when it's all said and done, you'd be off to Europe like a shot. Yeah, what a dumb question. This is on <laughs> SEN track as well. What the hell? Obviously, this was before the 6th at Morfordville or something. They're just trying to keep that that, that feed alive. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, sh- we should tweet something from Tim's Nuggets, just something nonsensical from Tim's Nuggets. <laughs> we have like, where would you rather be, at the bottom of a well <laughs> or at the top of a tree? You're like, oh, I don't fucking know. Anyway, what an what a extraordinary way to end the show. What an extraordinary question. We on the Sign Your Names by Terence Trent Darby. Mate, that was and, never playing, and ever. And let I listened the listeners to I listened to the whether song. it was a good song or not. You described it as an 80s banger. That is the furthest thing from a banger I've ever heard. It was a classic song. It remains a classic it's song. It's a piece of shit. Okay, that's, a, that's your opinion. And the fact that it's... I, I think you're incredibly wrong... It's horrendous. So I legitimately had never heard this song. You, you, and I it was too it slow out. for you, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't. Like you need something a little bit. No, more it wasn't even that. I was just sort of thinking. I was listening to it, and I was just like, first things first, this is not a banger. Like that's just a matter of course. Secondly, it's like this have, is. Have no you way. had your attention deficit disorder actually diagnosed or what? It's just a crap song. 
and I just thought, and the guy's Old changed Spectrum Sean. The guy's changed his name, hasn't he? <laughs> Spectrum Peter Bush. Has he changed his name? Yeah, he, he's it, done something weird. I, was yeah. I, I wasn't actually up with that. And it was like Cat Stevens. Yeah, correct. And I, I was trying to find the song, and it was Muhammad like, Yusuf. He's like, is that his name? He's calling himself Samantanya something or other. Yeah. Timbo's obviously a big fan. He's followed his work closely. Made Duru or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, all right. I think that just about wraps us up. Um, nothing else to watch. Did you notice us? that a few people have been calling for the quiz? Well, have they really? We have yeah. no, but we have no. We do. We we always do the quiz when we do the mid season. Just say you've become too too busy. No, no. We do the quiz at mid season. We always do the quiz at mid season. When we do our mid season review, we'll do a half year quiz. Okay. Cool. Does Is that, that after eleven games? Uh, well, whatever the, our, well, probably whatever our, our buy is, is probably closest yeah. to that break. I'd what say. is our buy? Uh, I don't know. No, neither do I. Um, I know nothing. Yeah, well, you know, that's we've known that for some time. Yep. Uh, How far thing, off's Jack Martin, mate? I don't know. I am not. A Why don't you ring your swimming pal, Andrew Russell? Yeah, and why don't you find ring out you? banana slug? Say, remember me. Remember I me? The, I was one in the yellow. I was the one in the trunks. gold slugs uh, trunks. I was the one a couple of uh, body lengths ahead of you, Jack. Were you ahead of him? Sometimes. <laughs> Freestyle? What, yeah. was, what, what was your number one event, Timbo? Uh, showers after the meet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, That's my- where Tim did his best work. <laughs> Hit the showers. <laughs> see, we haven't even swum yet, Timbo. Because <laughs> ah, this is what I see. Thought someone might have. Oh shit! No, what? Probably fifty meters butterfly was probably. Uh, oh, the fifty butterfly. Have you the, got really fucked shoulders now. No, no, no fifty meters. Oh, okay. Only takes like twenty six seconds. Yeah, but <laughs> are you talking about the showers or the, the butterfly? We could do uh, it twice. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that? Yeah, that's the one that really just stuffs you. Rotator cuff, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, if you're not good at it. What are you talking about? They all leave the game with bad shoulders. Yeah, it's all Timbo technique. Talking like he's Jeff Hugel. <laughs> yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> it's all technique. Who was the other? Madam Butterfly, of course. Susie O'Neill. Susie O'Neill. Patria Thomas. I remember Patria Thomas. Mm. Uh, who else was there? Michael Klim. He was in the Butterfly as well, of Scotty course. Miller. I, I vaguely remember Scotty Miller. Mm. Uh, I thought you were in the freestyle. I thought that was Yeah, your it was freestyle one. as well. Not a bad backstroker. No good at breaststroke. So you couldn't do the medley? I tried. <laughs> Timbo goes, I just want to make that team any which way I can. He goes, I'll do anything. <laughs> follow him into the shower and I'll show you, show you how willing I am to get on this team. Who <laughs> was your uh, swimming mentor again, Timbo? Didn't you have a quasi-famous swimming mentor? Or was she not a mentor or was she just like, what, you, you just have a thing for her back what, in the day? Lindley Fryan. No, who's Lindley Frame? Mate, I don't know why you're looking at me. I don't know who your swimming mentor was. You've never oh, mentioned I don't know what you're talking about. Didn't you have some sort of thing to do with the Better Homes and Gardens girl? What was her name? Oh, oh Joanna Griggs. Joe Griggs. Mm. No, no, my, my swimming coach took a squad over to the European Grand Prix circuit and Joanna Griggs was one of the girls that went on that group and I met her at a national championship when she was like, 18 and I was like 14 and I thought she was good looking. So Oh, there you go. Ooh. So if, if that's a mentorship, consider <laughs> <laughs> me mentored. <laughs> because I once spied her across the pool deck and Fab's taken that as you, she took you under her wing. <laughs> um, what a wonderful story to end the pod on. 
Faber Ganoush, you are still alive, so it is good to see you. Yep. It's good. It's um, very good. We might do it again next week. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> We're playing it. It's taking it one week at a time. Dr. Davis. Always a pleasure, Sean. Yeah. Especially when we beat that turd of a mob. Oh, look, we try not to swear so much this year, but they are just... They just do it to you. Yeah. You, there's no other way. Like, I've described them on Twitter as the C-bomb. I just don't regret it. I've described him here tonight as fucks. We, call, we say that the Emily, you know... Yeah, in our family. She's another swimmer, Emily Seabomb. Kelly and I refer oh, to C-bomb. the Seabomb yeah. as the Emily. Gotcha, gotcha. Dropped an Emily. I would have thought it is quite a funny surname, isn't it? Seabomb. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we've spoken about swimming for about ten minutes here. This is ridiculous. Goodbye. Thank you, Sean. Eighties banger. Eighties no. banger, please. No, there'll be there'll be no eighties. There'll be certainly no sign your name. And take that to the bank. No, but play an 80s bet. People love the 80s I don't banger. Think, I don't know what if they do. What about put the, it out there. Put no, what you, about the, you mate, you're holding a microphone. Actually, you there, put it out there. Slap there has jets, been a request. Slap jets down. You're holding a microphone no, no, right no, now. Put it out ask on the, the Twitter question. and ask no, people ask if they the want an the, 80s banger at the no, end no, of the No, no, there's been a request. Ask the question Trent on the Trent Bogue has asked for the remastered version of Play and to Win by what? Johnny Farnham. No. And that's that's what we're about. We've just just nah. had a victory over the the old enemy. Nah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nah, it's a good song. Can't, you can't play the killers every second week. I don't. I play them once, haven't I? If you want me, come and get me. <laughs> don't have a chance if you don't move now. <laughs> I'm not waiting any longer. You know that I'm playing to win this time. <laughs> if you make your move, <laughs> I won't hesitate. <laughs> it can take too long. You put a microphone in front of anyone that can, they can sing. Good chance this is getting edited out. Absolutely no chance. No, that's it. All right, that's it. We've had enough. Uh, um, we're delusional. It's, it's bloody 9.30. Okay, see you later. See you. Bye. Ciao.